Hi, I'm Jayant Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. So, Jacob, we're recording this update show today because we have a big news update on um, hydroxychloroquine. Um, that's because the WHO has declared it um, unsafe in their own global trials. Now, HAQ is a subject that we've dealt with a lot in, on this podcast, especially in the days when we were talking about uh, India exporting yeah. to other countries. I was just going through the archive and we actually recorded an episode with the title, What's the Big Deal Over HCQ? Or Why the Fuss Over HCQ? Or something like that. And we specifically discussed the fact that uh, this is not proven and there could be more adverse side effects than good in terms of treating COVID-19. Yeah. Now, um, th- there is a, so we're in a bit of a funny position here because uh, the ICMR does seem to have gone uh, or is pushing ahead somewhat with uh, the use of HCQ as a prophylaxis. Yeah. And this is despite what the WHO has said. So let's just look at the two sides. What is the WHO said exactly? So basically the WHO uh, conference was, uh, press conference was, uh, about announcing that it is taking HCQ off one of the treatment arms that is testing uh, COVID, that is testing the efficacy of HCQ in treating COVID positive patients. So now the WHO has something going on called the solidarity trials, where it is yeah. uh, uh, testing four kinds of drugs for their ef- uh, efficacy, remdesivir and lopimavir and combinations. And among them is also uh, HCQ. So these are all drugs that are not uh, really, uh, they, some, is for, some are for HIV, one was for Ebola. They've all shown just, they have some promising uh, effects in terms of, uh, you know, containing the the, COF, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. But, you know, proper studies haven't been done. So the solid drugs are about basically uh, nearly 400 hospitals across the world. WHO is coordinating all of them and testing out whether these drugs actually work well in terms of uh, having an effect on the disease but uh, the thing is just last week there was a very major uh, trial uh, study that was released by that was published in the lancet and it was led by an indian origin doctor called mandeep mehra in the us and he they also did an observation their study was again an observational study that is they come they found they collated data from uh, nearly six continents and it involved 96,000 odd uh, patients who were COVID affected, and it found they found that there was really no benefit from giving administering chloroquine, HCQ, or you know combination of HCQ and uh, azithromycin, etc. Which is what you know, Donald Trump had been promoting since last month, and which is what gave this whole HCQ a kind of global uh, kind of stature. So this yeah. study was this Lancet. This study was published in the Lancet and. This Lancet study was kind of a major nail in, again, a list of others, lots of studies that have been finding no real benefit from using HCQ and azithromycin in COVID-positive patients, that is treating people with mild or even severe disease. Now, that is the the most important distinction that we must make. You know, the solidarity trials are about testing people diagnosed with the disease. But India's position has been that, you know, this drug 
potentially can be uh, i mean has some studies have shown that it can uh, you know work as an antiviral and uh, it you know it uh, they did some test tube based studies and again again based on a long history of hcq per se i mean for for there have been research papers in the past that showed that hcq has some uh, uh, antiviral kind of properties so their argument is that uh, why not test it as a preventive or as a prophylaxis the assumption is that you know that there may be some drugs that if you give them early on that is before the virus really multiplies and takes root and again because hcq is other advantage it is uh, you know it's very inexpensive it is uh, you know they have been it's been prescribed as an anti malarial for decades there's uh, you know it's not shown very serious uh, uh, adverse reactions so the icmr stand has been given that this is a pandemic there are no great drugs you know for covid uh, given that we have a lot of people who are at the front line of you know battling the infection that is doctors healthcare workers sanitation workers who are working in dedicated hospitals icmr's basic stance has been we should be trying this as a prophylaxis uh, there is now a lot of evidence to suggest that it is not really working as treatment but prophylaxis itself is also a big market i mean you know if it can have some potential in preventing the infection uh, at an early stage i mean there could be a lot of takers especially in uh, india which is again as you know we are we are like close to 1.5 lakh now in terms of uh, number of patients and this is just going i mean the trends are clearly rising they're in it for a really long haul so any kind of protection along with ppes seems like a good deal which is what the icmr's calculation is right and so the icmr uh, we know have been conducting their own trials on hcq what's the what's the progress on that and what kind of trials are these the icmr essentially is has also launched a you know the commissioning of a trial that is in in five hospitals in five aims hospitals uh, across the country it will be testing the drug in 2000 odd doctors nurses uh, etc and uh, that is again an observational study the difference between observational and clinical trials is important because the argument always has been that if you want to test uh, truly ascertain the benefits of a drug you must do it via randomized clinical trial that is you must uh, give the drug you must recruit a certain number of people and some of them should get the drug some of them should not get the drug and i neither doctor nor patient should know who is getting what drug so to say and then you examine the benefits of whether it shows an improvement in uh, you know those who are on the drug that is the only that is a kind of golden standard of establishing whether a drug is useful and you know whether it has any potency so but the icmr has said that we cannot uh, really do an rct right now because what if there is some incremental benefit and given that there are no other great drugs for it not giving the drug to certain people who might benefit would be a kind of uh, uh, breach of ethics so to, so to say so but therefore you can only do it they you can only do it via observational uh, trials that is you know you give it to everybody and see if some people uh, are you know continue to be protected or some whether some people fall sick and this this is permissible in the world of medical ethics but it is a, uh, you know not as ideal as doing an rct so to say so an important clarification that we should make here so what the who has said about the testing of hcq in their solidarity trials 
this pertains to hcq specifically as a treatment and not as a prophylaxis now the who conference yesterday also said that the suspend its suspension of hydrochlor uh, hydroxychloroquine is only for uh, the treatment that is you know people who are sick and who have been tested with hydroxychloroquine it has said that we are not really advising any bar on tests or treatment on uh, you know those who are trying it out as prophylaxis Uh, and uh, that's exactly that's where the situation is right now uh, i even talked to uh, dr somya somanath and the chief scientist of who and she also made this position quite clear that this is uh, uh, i mean prophylaxis studies are fine i mean you know you uh, i mean the who does not really endorse them but says it's 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 okay because the solidarity trial was never really about uh, uh, prophylaxis uh, however the who has always maintained that you know it is always best to do an rct and uh, it is best to do random control trials and they don't seem to be very very keen on the prospects of uh, or very optimistic about what hcq can do it can only leave it to the discretion of countries and their expertise and you know how they uh, kind of interpret the efficacy of each medicine Okay yeah uh, so one thing um in the press conference today uh, dr uh, dr bhargava who is the director of the icmr did uh, did make a kind of oblique reference to the fact that this became popular after us president donald trump uh, was promoting this yeah. so just a just one one question there look uh, there was a craze about hcq a few weeks back mm. and uh, india was very much at the center of it i mean who who can forget the uh, ramayana analogy and the yeah. images of the Hanuman taking the medicine or true whatever that is yeah. is just is just that is just that in some way has was did the trump statement actually give this a push um in terms of actually testing this out as a prophylaxis completely prophylaxis yeah it was i mean there was a french trial which was again a small observational trial that showed that it did kill the virus to some extent but it was really president donald trump's endorsement of it hcq h plus a you know as he referred to it in one of his caps lock tweets that he so uh, yeah. famous for that's what really actually uh, shown global attention on this particular drug and it also helps that you know this is an anti malarial and it is not really um, you know india produces a lot of it and it's one of those rare instances where you know india has something technological that it can actually uh, give to the rest of the world you know yeah. at a you know at a reasonable price and again remember this was march and you know the i mean as the world is but you know it, it was it was much worse in march i mean nobody really knew what is this virus it is spreading it's killing a lot of people in the us and literally anything and everything is and it still is being thrown at you know uh, you know at the virus too in terms of drugs or potential vaccines and people are bringing out pharma companies and biotech companies are literally bringing out scraping the bottom of the barrels for you know any sign of any drug that has that shows some kind of you know efficacy or potency because remember right. even the slightest a drug that does even moderately well stands to uh, generate lot of reward for any company i mean it is a it is that sense a remunerative time for a lot of uh, pharma companies so there's a lot of activity in that sphere a lot of hype a lot of endorsements of and you know a lot of there is also a slackening of regulatory standards because 
once it once there is a global virus and there is a lot of people falling sick and at danger then the imperative is to be able to give even a drug that works that doesn't that wouldn't in an ideal world pass muster but is better than having nothing at all so even regulatory agencies are primed to take uh, greater risks so to say and ultimately that is what has catalyzed this kind of debate about this humble anti malarial which is actually pretty ubiquitous in india for a lot of doctors offhand say this is something that they would just they would generally easily prescribe and a lot of doctors actually are skeptical about the fact as to why is this drug being maligned to this extent because many of them say this is actually reasonably safe if you know uh, if the person does not have any prior cardiac cardiac issues or you know retinopathy and is made available safely via prescription yeah right no we did actually on this podcast we interviewed a public health expert from tamil nadu one of the one of the people on the on the state's task force mm-hmm. and um he's an epidemiologist who's dealt with um, i think he he was he was in charge of uh, the state's response to h1n1 yeah and he did mention about hcq that because it's something that is rather easily prescribed when they're dealing with a virus that they're not entirely sure of this is yeah. one of the drugs that they turn to because they're reasonably confident that there won't be any side effects so yeah yeah so i suppose that explains why there's there might be a little bit of um, surprise at why hcq is now getting such a bad name because it is actually getting a really bad name if you look at uh, media in the us for instance who were True. who made such a big deal about the fact that president trump said he's on hcq Correct. as if yeah. it's actually a dangerous drug to be taking yeah so yeah that's a that's an interesting uh, counterpoint uh, jacob i think we'll just end with uh, uh, there were there were other things mentioned in the health ministry briefing today hmm. particularly about the fact that um, india has uh, well it's not, they're now claiming that india has the lowest mortality rate in the world uh, we know it's low but uh, yeah. can that claim be safely made uh it's i mean if you just look at i mean among the countries that are top 10 for instance i mean among the countries that have that have got 1 lakh plus cases yes i mean india has only about uh, i believe uh, 3 deaths per million of population whereas uh, um, you know the next turkey which is uh, and india has as of today about 147 Uh, thousand cases uh, it's second most second largest in asia turkey has is the next up is right above us which is uh, 157000 and it has 52 uh, deaths per million even in number of cases per million india is 107 per uh, you know per million whereas the nearest turkey is 18 1873 compare that to the us at 5157 and 302 deaths per million and brazil at 111 deaths per million and you know all those numbers are much much huger and this is one point that the health ministry has been belaboring for a really long time in terms of relative to the rest to the rest of the world uh, india is uh, doing much better i mean we've got such a huge population i mean you could actually combine the population of the other people other other t- countries 10 countries would got more cases than us and their population would still only be close to uh, you know india but look at the numbers there look at the numbers here look at the number of deaths we have prevented that has been the larger argument that you know, the health ministry has been uh, making for some time to argue about the success of, of the lockdown but uh, the fact remains that you know there have been uh, uh, concerns about yes the lockdown was necessary but was it 
done the way it was supposed to be? Did it account for the extreme amount of distress among migrants about India's, as we've discussed probably over here, India is the only country that would have a category called migrant deaths. That is people who have right. died because of, uh, you know, the migration. And that is, that was, that is easily about 120. And this is just record 130, 120 to 130. This is just officially recorded deaths. We do not know how many more are out. And this is, this is now the peak of summers. People are still walking, trying to get back to the villages. The disease has spread to uh, states that hitherto never had cases. Odisha, Assam. Bihar is is showing a um, a massive trend, and uh, this was expected in terms of a lot of people from uh, Maharashtra, Gujarat, etc. Where again cases continue to rise, are now um, going to their homes because of the lack of work, of, of economic opportunities, etc. So this debate will always remain at. But to be fair, um, it was one of the few instances today where, in response to certain to a reporter's question. Uh, the health ministry official Lava Agrawal said that you know these numbers may be low, but we are not. We have not declared victory over COVID. We are all. We okay. are still in. We are still in a kind of war. And every day we have some days we have good news. On the other days we could just any at any moment lose it. So that's one of a rare uh, uh, example of humility that is uh, being shown at the health ministry over here in terms of numbers. They have always maintained that we are in a state of war, but it's it's very confusing when you know when they are trouting numbers in per uh, you know per million or per, per per lack of population figures that that really seems to suggest that you know the argument is to justify uh, the sudden lockdown rather than what it has achieved. I mean, we, there is still right. little evidence in terms of what percentage of the population is actually infected as opposed to the number of cases that we have detected. Why is the rise still so relentless in uh, Maharashtra and Gujarat? I mean, is are our containment efforts really working? How is it that, you know, we are not able, uh, there is no community transmission in this country when there are 100,000 uh, cases? I mean, there are always counterpoints and technical, uh, technical uh, kind of rebuttals to all of these uh, assertions but yeah that's pretty much what went down uh, at the health ministry today right jacob uh, thank you for joining me today we'll uh, continue to do these updates as and when we have uh, big news points like today to discuss sure. thank you for joining me today okay sure jen